and welcome to Wide World of Fan Fiction, where we treat fan fiction as the high quality literature that it is. And today, after perusing the shelves of fanfiction.net, I have found this masterpiece. In honor of Labor Day, I, br I bring you the I bring you the male pregnancy classic. Harry Potter and the Pregnancy Potion, translated from Russian by Kitai Shin Shinsei. A mishap in potions class causes Harry, Draco, Severus, Sirius, Neville, Ron, Seamus, and Dean to fall to fall snigger pregnant. Contain slash, because we missed June, and in June we do all the gay stuff because Turkey tells us. It was, this was put, this was updated in 2003 and published in 2002, so it's gonna be an adventure. Oh, and it comes with a disclaimer. After reading this, you'll be glad I don't own them. And there are ten chapters, and we might be able to go through a couple. Oh, and there's a warning, too. You gotta read the warning. This fic contains male pregnancy and slash between Harry Potter and Draco Malfoy, Ron Weasley, and Neville Longbottom, Dean Thomas, and Seamus Finnegan, and Sirius Black and Severus. Homosexuality is <laughs> Please, if you do not like any of this, then do not read. Please do not leave me a view saying that I am sick. I know that <laughs> Kitai Shensei is an honest person. Good things the boys are pregnant. This is probably every woman's dream, especially among those who have had babies. I haven't had a kid, but I've often wished while PMSing that <laughs> the male pregnancy subgenre, folks, isn't it fantastic? That guys could go through that kind of stuff. So this fic is dedicated to everyone with my views, especially to Miss Miss Pish. Mrs. De La Harp, Mrs. De Sousa, who have recently had babies. Congrats, guys! And also to Mrs. Kent Brown and Ayanda, who will be having their own in a couple of weeks. Good luck! On with the story before I bore you all to death. Harry Potter and the Pregnancy Potion, Chapter 1. Or what? Today, said Professor Snape to his seventh-year class, one double potions lessons in October. We'll be making a strength potion. Hermione raised a hand. But, sir, we made one that was in fourth year. Why are we? Because, Granger, this is a far stronger potion. This will increase strength tenfold, not fivefold like the one you've already made. I'll be requiring a few students to test it when it is done. Any volunteers? Or do I have to choose myself? Snape leered from... Pointedly at Neville Longbottom, who almost wet his pants. Harry and Ron immediately raised their hands. Malfoy, seeing this, volunteered as well. Neville, finally tired of the others, always sticking up for him, and tentatively put up his hand, as did Seamus Finnegan and Dean Thomas, with encouraging smiles in his direction. And I will be taking some myself, just to make sure none of you come to any harm. Snape sure seemed to be in a trip. Chirpy mood today. You'll be required to work in pairs. 
Weasley and Longbottom, Potter and Malfoy, Thomas and Finnegan, Parkinson and Goyle, Zabini and Crabbe. Once everyone had settled and stopped glaring at each other if they weren't friends, Snape gave them their instructions. You will need to use a mingle tree root, armadillo bile, trillamig oil, and strike at leaves, which I will supply with you from my stores. Well, what are you waiting for? Come and get your ingredients. Ole cuisine! <laughs> Harry went and got Ole pregnancy! <laughs> Harry went and got the str and the strigget leaves and returned to Draco, sitting down as far away as possible from him. They turned to look at Snape. Now each of you will cut your own strigget leaves. This will ensure, by mixing energies, that one partner is no stronger than the other. You may each add the other ingredients as you see fit. Now get to work! Snape threw some powder in the fire, causing it to burn bright blue. Serious, I need your assistance. Harry watched amazed as his godfather, who had been defense against the dark arts teacher since his name was cleared two years before, climbed out of the fire. Yes, Severus, Sirius said mildly. This strength potion only works when two people make it. I need to take some to prevent any fights breaking out amongst the students, Snape said. The two had grown considerable, wa considerable warmer. Towards each other, since Sirius had saved Snape's life a couple of times in the two years, and vice versa. Come on, Potter, this potion isn't going to make itself, Draco muttered. Harry, wishing great pain on Draco, began to cut his strigget leaves into tiny pieces. Imagining that each leaf was shaped like the blonde's head, unbeknownst to him, Draco was doing the same thing, only imagining the leaves were Harry's head. Have you got any armadillo bile, Potter? Malfoy asked, after checking his bag for someone finding nothing. Yes, Malfoy, Harry replied irritably. Do you have any mingle tree root? Yes. It appears we both have trillamig oil, so let's add. They proceeded to, si to simmer their ingredients in a large cauldron and watched as over the next 15 minutes, the liquid turned from brownish black to orange to canary yellow, bright neon pink, and finally to a nice pale purple. Now, if the volunteers will take a ladleful and drink it, Snape said in a bored tone as he and Sirius spooned into their own lavender-colored potion. They did, as he said, rather enjoying the taste, which was kind of like banana puree. Harry felt a warm feeling descend into his stomach, but he didn't feel much stronger. He looked around at Ron, who shrugged. Snape and Sirius, on the other hand, looked positively horrified. Snape looked at the strigate leaves, opened the jar and sipping them for carefully matching the shade of the leaves with a picture in his book. Weasley? He bellowed. Ron looked up in shock, dropping his ladle. Yes, Professor? He asked boredly. Do you know what those harebrained brothers of yours have done? <laughs> I caught them in my office last night. It appears they switched strigate leaves with rocket leaves, Snape yelled. Fred and George working part-time as Quidditch instructors while Madame Hooch recovered from a nasty accident involving her broom. Sir Cadigan's painting as a itching powder, while also running a joke shop in Hogsmeade. Everyone but Hermione, who clapped her hands to her mouth in horror, looked puzzled. What does that mean, Professor Draco asked, worried? Do you not remember, Malfoy? What happens in Prockett is mixed with Trillamig oil, Snape asked, glaring. It produces a very powerful pregnant. He trailed off, horrified. Yes, it produces a very powerful pregnancy potion. He leered at his students, which means that myself, Professor Black, and the six of you are all pregnant. <laughs> Neville fainted. 
Oh, goodness, what have I just written a slash field male pregnancy fic? I swore to myself I would never write one of these, glares at her muses angrily. Trellin, put down that baby plot bunny. Anyway, I'm not sure how I'm going to make this work. The mix of their energies while slicing the pocket leaves is the same as mixing a sperm and egg cell. <laughs> so the kids will look like their parents. Most of them are going to fall madly in love with each other over the next nine months slash chapters. <laughs> Wait, I know what caused this. I wrote my biology exam the other day. I had to draw, label, and annotate a big diagram of the ahem, male reproductive organs. And yes, this will be full of mood swings, swollen ankles, uncomfort, doctor's appointments, and of course, cravings! Tee I know a lot about all these. My cousin Anna ha Anne had weird ones when she was pregnant with Ashley and later Chiara. Bovril and bananas on toast? Ice cream and pickled onions? She was very into sweet and savory mixes. And please, please, please review. What's, what's our time? Oh, I think oh, we have time to do the next chapter. <laughs> we are now getting through ten, but we're getting through a couple of these. Oh, disclaimer. No, I don't own it. Harry Potter and co belong to J.K. Rowling. I am not worthy. Who currently, currently resides in Great Britain. My name is... Mm -hmm. Mmm. Mmm. Okay, personal information. Author's notes. Ha ha, I am getting on with this a lot quicker than the last few fix. And as those who are fans of the revival and Harry Potter and the really dumb crossover fic, no. Plot bunnies, gotta love them. And I'm studying for biology paper too, so that probably has something to do with it. Damn you, Mrs. Button, for giving us human reproduction in both of our exams. Ah! Rips hair from scalp. Harry Potter and the Pregnancy Potion, Chapter 2. The Beginnings of Hell. Choice. <laughs> Two weeks later, the eight men stood or sat nervously in Dumbledore's office, staring out of the pictures of various past heads of Hogwarts and other interesting things Dumbledore had in his office, such as the phoenix who appeared to be laughing at them. I wish someone would shut that bird up, Draco muttered irritably over the bird's cackles. Harry glared at him. Fox saved my life quite a few times, Malfoy. Well, why didn't you say so? Then I could come up with better insults to throw it for getting me into this mess. Draco smirked with a remnant of his old, unmarried self. Oh, would you stop going on about it? Seamus asked from where he was sprawled on a couch while they hanging over the side. You've been at each other's throats for the past two weeks. Besides, we don't know for sure that anyone is pregnant, and we won't until we get our urine tests back, so stop it already. You can do a urine. Anyway, Ron glanced over at him from where he was standing by Fox's cage. You evidently don't know them, Seamus. They'd be fighting even if the whole pregnancy potion thing never happened. They've been doing that since they were eleven. At that moment, the door opened and Dumbledore stepped in, his cloak swirling about him. Everyone jumped to their feet and crowded around him, and anxious to know that their test results. Please, please, settle down, Dumbledore said as if they were, were speaking to a noisy class. In fact, I want you all to sit. Now I'm afraid all of your tests were positive. You were all in fact pregnant, <laughs> he said calmly. Loud groans reverberated around the room. This can't be happening, Severus moaned, hiding his face in his hands. Dumbledore ignored him. Now, it is, has been decided you will all move out of your dorms into separate ones for each pairing. Since your children will share certain genetic characteristics with a mixing of energies, you will all be supportive of your partner and the child once it is born. 
Everyone was staring at him as if he was mad. You mean, we actually have to go through with it? Neville squeaked in panic. <laughs> you don't get to choose your... <laughs> Dumbledore nodded gravely. I'm afraid so. There are spells surrounding the potion that make it impossible to harm the embryos. Since the potion was invented to help women struggling to conceive, they didn't want to risk miscarriages. Babies will be carried to term. I'm not sharing a room with him, Harry and Draco said at exactly the same time, gesturing at each other before scowling deeply. Dumbledore's eyes twinkled behind his glasses, despite his otherwise serious expression. The house elves have already removed your trunks from your dormitories. You have half of an hour to collect whatever personal possessions may be there. You will still attend classes with your houses. Professor Snape, Professor Black, you will carry on teaching as normal. Everyone nodded somewhat grudgingly. So I think that's all sorted out. Meet in my interest hall in half an hour and I'll show you to your dorms. Dumbledore held the door open for them to leave. Me doll's gone going to freak, Seamus moaned. The five miserable Gryffindors made their way to the dorms in relative silence that was broken only by stifles from Neville, who was desperately trying to figure out how to tell his grandmother the news that she was going to be a great-grandmother in nine months. She was likely to have a stroke. Lunar Moth Harry said gloomily to the painting of the fat lady that guarded the portrait hole. The minute they were inside, they were accosted by Hermione. I take it the tests are positive since the house elves took your stuff away, but why did they? You haven't been expelled, have you? She looked positively distraught. No, we haven't been expelled. We have to move out and live with our partners, Ron replied. A six-year-old the name of Melissa McFerrin approached him. Is it true? Are you guys really pregnant? Harry sighed. They were bound to find out sometime. It's true, he said. Melissa squealed. Oh, wow, my sister's going to love this when I tell her. She just had her first two months ago. You don't even want to know the hell she went through. She cackled evilly as the boys visibly paled and Neville looked ready to faint again. Back off, Melissa, Hermione said coldly. They don't need to know. She turned to the boys. You don't have to go through with this, do you? Afraid so, Seamus said desolately. Hermione looked faint. Oh, dear. Harry looked at his watch. We better go. We don't have any stuff we've left behind. Hermione hugged all of them. I'll see you at breakfast. Two more weeks later. Harry awoke in his dorm, yawned, stretched, and fumbled for his glasses, put them on, and sat up. He opened the crimson and gold hangings that surrounded his bed and peeped out into the chilly mid-November air. Directly across from him, another bed still had its emerald and silver hangings still drawn about it, indicating that Draco was still asleep. Yawning again, Harry slid his feet into his slippers and stood up, running his fingers through his hair that was even more rumpled this early in the morning and headed to the bathroom that joined onto the small dorm. He looked, bleary-eyed into the mirror and rummaged through most of the clutter on the cupboard above the sink for his comb. He then promptly began to brush his teeth with it. He blinked, pulling the, yeah, pulling the comb out of his mouth and shrugging. He began to run it through his hair. It didn't make much difference to the tangled mess, but at least it looked more presentable. He grabbed his toothbrush off the stand and squeezed some toothpaste onto it and began brushing his teeth with the right instrument. Once he had finished, he walked slowly back to the dorm, where muffled, barely awake curses were coming from Draco's bed. Neither the Gryffindor nor the Slytherin were mourning people. Harry had just finished pulling on his shoes when Draco's head poked out of the hangings. Must shoulder-length hair falling over his eyes. Harry looked up. Morning, Malfoy. Draco glared at him before making his own way to the bathroom. The sound of running water from the shower soon followed. Harry shook his head.
chuckling. Draco wouldn't be capable of normal human conversation until he had at least two cups of coffee. About ten minutes later, Draco emerged in nothing but a pair of tracksuit pants and a towel on his head like a turban. Harry tried not to notice, as he always did, that Draco had an amazing body. Damn it, why do I feel this way? I'm straight. Straight! He thought beautifully to himself. No matter what he thought, it didn't change the fact that he was becoming sensually attracted to Draco Malfoy. Harry angrily shook those, those, these thoughts from his head. Draco finished dressing and he pulled on his cloak. Shall we go to breakfast then, he asked. Yeah, I'm hungry, Harry replied. Oh, and morning to you too, Potter, Draco added. They stared at each other. This was the first time they said something civilized to each other in over seven years. You know, Harry said slowly, this whole last name thing isn't working for me. I mean, we're technically carrying each other's kids for crying out loud, shouldn't we? I don't know. Get used to calling each other by our first names? I was thinking that myself, Draco said. Fine, I'm Draco. I'm Draco. He held out his hand, smiling. I'm Harry. Pleased to meet you, Harry said, taking the blonde's hand and shaking it. They burst out laughing. Let's go get some food. I can't go on like this, Ron groaned to Harry at the Gryffindor table about twenty minutes later. I haven't had a decent night's sleep in two weeks. Neville snores loud enough to wake the dead. He always has, Harry replied. Maybe pregnancy is making your hearing more sensitive. Ask for more to conjure up some extra strong earplugs. Why, asked Hermione, who appeared suddenly and sat down in the empty seat between them and poured some milk over the bowl of cereal that materialized. Neville's been snoring extra loud. Where have you been? Breakfast almost finished. Breakfast almost finished, Ron said, nibbling on a piece of bacon. Oh, I was in the library. The boys finished off for her. Honestly, Hermione, you spent more time in, more in there than the books themselves, Harry added. Well, I took these out for you, the bushy-haired girl said, smiling. She dug in her bag and pulled out six large books. They're about what to expect during pregnancy, so you'll have some idea of what's going on. The boys hugged her. Hermione, you're the best. It was during Transfiguration that the downside of being pregnant began showing them themselves. Harry, while copying down notes on how to transform trees into elephants, this will be in your exam. I trust you will all study it diligently. Professor McGonagall had said when he suddenly felt rather sick. He put up his hand. What is it, Potter? McGonagall asked. Please, Professor, I think I'm going to be sick, Harry said, his face rapidly going from pale to an unbecoming shade of green. Of course, go run, the teacher said understandingly. Harry bolted out of the room and into the nearest bathroom, where he soon expelled the contents of his stomach. He groaned, resting his head on his arm against the toilet seat. This is going. This is the beginning of hell. Yay! Chapter 2 finished. Morning sickness and a teensy bit of splash between Harry and Draco. They will, they will, the main couple I focus on uh, through, through this fic. And I'm not too sure about the Ron Neville relationship. They just don't grab me as a couple. I'll probably leave them straight. Pair Ron off with Hermione. Yeah, that's a good idea, Neville. Maybe with Lavender or Ginny. Stay tuned for more tortures. They're gonna go shopping soon. Maybe in chapter 3 or 4. I'm enjoying writing this! And I threw. Do we? How long is chapter three? Oh, they do go shopping. Hell, I don't know if we have time for chapter three, and it's already getting kind of sexy. And it's not the. It's not the erotic episode. Calm down, you perverts. We're not. <laughs> That's it. That gets its own episode because I'm nasty. <laughs> this actually. It's obviously comedy, but, you know, and given, on, it, well, and you got warned this was a translation from another language. 
it's actually some pretty good English for a translation. You know, there might be like some concepts that you're missing from the original, probably, because, you know, puns don't translate a lot. And it's, it's actually, I have had to translate some stuff from English to French using my useless degree. And it's not really as straightforward as you think, but this one really has a lot of the... I think this this is, sounds like a pretty good translation of the original text to me. I do not speak Russian. I was slightly obsessed with Anastasia in 1997, and I tried to learn, but all I can say is cat. It's Kotick, by the way. I'm moving to Russia. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Putin. Cat, 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 cat. <laughs> no, I'm not moving to Russia. And yes, I... There are some, like, slight really grammatical and spelling errors, but honestly, for, like, some translation fix I've seen, this one is actually really good. And whoever did this has a pretty good knowledge of both Russian and English and probably a few other languages. If they don't, they should. They actually have a... That's actually a real talent to have. And I really like their writing style, and it's... You know what? It is what it is, and... Uh, and... And, and there's probably some dirty stuff later, so if you want to go read the other eight chapters, and, oh, and in 10, they probably get birth, so if you really want to go see what these babies look like, and yeah. So, <laughs> if you like male pregnancy fanfics, this one is pretty good, actually. And if you want to read it in its original Russian, I, you, hold up, let's see, how do you get to the original Russian one? No, oh, and this house, which has written a lot of stories, and yeah, it has, okay, has their personal information on here, don't go spreading that around, and so, yeah, this person has an impressive, I think, this, an impressive body of work here, and you can click on their profile, and you can probably find it, I don't know, I, I had to, I had to look at, I just, I just searched the male pregnancy, it was in the top, it was on page one, and, yeah, so I, I'm guessing that's how you can find it, it was actually pretty highly ranked, because it had four, 291 reviews of 466 likes, and 132 follows, so that's probably, that's a lot for a small author, actually, so it's, I don't know how to find it, but you'll be able to find it in the original Russian, but, yeah, so I would, this is, I'd say this is a solid four out of five male pregnancy fanfic. <laughs> Never thought I'd be saying that, but you know, there's, I also never thought I'd said, well, their siblings are probably going to have sex with each other, but you know what? I have said that much more than I have. Uh, there's going to be House of the Dragon fanfiction when the siblings will literally. Don't do that. It's a bad idea. Anyway, if you like the show but you know, you know, you can download all episodes on Podbean and that are a varying length for reasons. And you, you also have a Facebook page where you can message and interact with me and there is a picture of a person that may or may not be me because there are weird people on the internet and 
Yeah, and also, and also, you can you can also give me money if you want to for reading you high quality literature, or if you would like to sponsor this show, you can message me on Podbean or the Facebook page, and I will. And I will give, and I will listen to your pitch. Because you are not the people who try to sell me cryptocurrency on Instagram. Or offer business marketing services. Or, this is, this is why it has a separate email on business inquiries only for most. I need to add that to my Instagram profile for my Redbubble shop. Anyway, thank you for listening and have a wonderful day. Oh, and next week we'll be back to the normal non-theme schedule.